One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and to Aboriginal elders emerging. Please be advised the following podcast contains swearing women. If someone gives me some money at the moment, I will be saving it. I will be barefooting the shit out of that money. I will be putting it on my mortgage. If you give that money to someone on disability support pension, they will go and buy stuff with it. Give it to me. I'll be gambling it. Great. Everything on red. Welcome to hell, also known as pandemic Oz style, where there seems to be only two kinds of people, panic buyers and complete deniers, where the biggest issue burning up social media overnight was whether or not bottle shops are considered essential services. I'm Michelle Laurie. I'm in lockdown with my mother and my children, and it's hell. I'm podcasting with Nellie Thomas, who's in lockdown across town with her own family. But for a real taste of hell, we caught up with our friend Sophie. She works in a supermarket. Hey, Sophie. Hey. I know that Nellie and her daughters took some artwork to their local supermarket the other day to try and cheer people up because they were very aware of the mental health issues that the people who work in the supermarkets are living with at the moment. You are one of those people. What do you want us to know? Just that we're dealing with this the best that we can and it's really, really hard. Literally every person that comes in wants to make small talk about toilet paper or they they'll say something like, oh, I just saw the truck backing in. Where's the toilet paper? And they don't realize that you can't just bring the load in and then put it out in the shop. You need to scan it or make sure that it's all correct. I mean, we've even had customers walking out into the back dock thinking that we've got like a secret stash or something. It's just been a big nightmare. And You know, it's been really confronting seeing items disappearing off the shelves every night. Every time I come into work, something new is just gone. I I feel like we're on the front lines of watching everything get worse and worse just by tracking all the disappearing things off the shelves. Mm. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. So, Sophie, just to give everyone a little bit of background, are you working on the checkout? Are you a manager? Are you in the meat section? Like, where are you? I'm in the bakery. So the bakery at my local supermarket, every time I go in there, it's like literally looks like locusts have gone through, completely Mm -hmm. wiped out. Yep. I'm one of the bakers. So our production has actually doubled since all of this started, but I'm still expected to do it all on my own and in the same amount of time. It just physically wrecks you because 
like the tins that the bread comes in, when they're full of bread and they're in the oven and they've got a lid on them, they weigh about six or seven kilos per tin. It's not an easy job. No. And you have to you have to get the timing down perfectly because otherwise you'll get a traffic jam on mm. the oven. So when the production increases like that, it's just a whole lot of, you know, that gif with the person and like the maths appearing over her. Mm. It's like that. You're coping with the same stress, fear, anxiety, the rest of us are. And I know what you're saying about seeing the, sh- the shelves stripped. I mean, I've been at the shops a couple of times in the last two weeks and I have found it really, uh, my anxiety has peaked. Those have been the scariest moments of my life in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I've found myself teary. So I do know what you mean. I can imagine what you mean when you say that that's really confronting for you to be standing there and seeing that mm-hmm. day in and day out. That's terrifying. It really sort of hammers home the point that everything is really fragile and when something like this happens and the norm just breaks, like it just happens so fast. Mm. I didn't think it was going to happen so fast. Mm -hmm. I can't help but go, it's almost like what you're experiencing is this like sped up version of what's happened to work over the last about two or three decades where we've Mm -hmm. just got this kind of, neoliberal capitalist idea more 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 efficiency you know Sophie can do more she's fine she can just get those tins of bread out she can double her workload and there's no consequence and guess what there is a consequence people have a break mm-hmm. from yeah the production only doubled last week and just after those few days of doing it because I've just had my days off I was in so much pain like I couldn't do anything on my days off I literally just like lay there with ice packs and heat packs and laying in the bath and Epsom salts and good God knows what else I could do just to try and deal with the pain. It was really bad. Physical pain as well as, I mean, mental pain, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Anxiety like crazy. I mean, even this morning when when I came to work, I just had this rising panic start about midway through my shift and it got worse and worse the whole way through. Yeah. None of us knows what's next, and and I know we never know what's next, but in this situation we don't know how long this is going to last. Initially I thought, oh, surely everyone's going to have as much toilet paper as they could possibly use in a lifetime in a week, but it just keeps going on and on. All the customers think that we're stashing it out the back. Like they think that we have like this massive toilet paper stockpile out the back and we don't. I've never seen the back look so empty, actually. It's really scary. Yesterday, though, there was pasta. There were, there, it looked slightly better in other areas. There was still no toilet paper, but I did think it felt like the message was maybe getting through and the limitations of things mm-hmm. like pasta and stuff. It all seemed to be slowly, gradually coming together. Mm-hmm. How did it look for you this morning when you got to the shop? I noticed that there was more cat litter and I noticed that there were some paper towels on the shelves. I did notice that there were a lot less people streaming in in the morning first thing on the first day that they had that 7 to 8 a.m restriction with old and disabled people it was literally just like a stream of people for the whole hour just coming in looking Mm. mad and then today it was a lot less frantic I mean, there was still a lot of people backed up in queues by the time I finished work, but, you know, it it didn't seem quite as frantic as the other day. Can I put something to you and tell me if you think this is a good idea or a shit idea? Let's say 
the head of Woolworths, the head of Coles, the head of IGA, and God forbid the Prime Minister get on the television Mm -hmm. and say, you don't need to do this. You know, to actually be very clear that we can't have everything that we're used to having, but none of us are going to starve. None of us are going to, like, die from a lack of toilet paper. So calm the fuck down. (laughs) I don't think that people would listen. I don't think anybody respects the Prime Minister. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly don't. I don't think all the CEOs getting up there would do anything to change it, honestly. I mean, the cat's out of the bag at this point. I don't think that there's any going back. So it's too late now, basically, because I have this, I mean, I could be completely delusional, but I reckon if, I don't even know who makes toilet paper. This is so how alienated we are from the shit that we use. But anyway, pardon the pun. If the head of, I don't know, (laughs) toilet paper had gotten on the news last week and said, you know what, there is plenty of toilet paper. We are going to be able to give you all a six-pack a week. Yeah, I think they did. Did they? They said, look, we manufacture it in Australia, that we've got plenty of it, don't worry about it. And they posted pictures of like this warehouse with just giant amounts of toilet paper. Dan Andrews actually lifted trucking restrictions yesterday, so I'm hoping that means that we'll be able to get our loads faster because with yeah, every supermarket just that. demanding so much extra stock yeah. at the same time, like we just didn't have the trucks all the drivers to get it all out there within the um, restrictions. Now you've just hit me with truck driver. Yeah. Like truck Mm -hmm. driver, not only the effect on them but the danger, you know, that we know Mm -hmm. about overworking truck drivers and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So would anything work now? Like what can we do to help you? Stop making small talk about toilet paper. We don't care. We don't. We're sick of hearing about it. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just be nice, like just be kind to us and just be understanding if we're out of something because it's out of our hands too. We're not, like we're not even allowed to take stuff for ourselves. We're not allowed to stockpile stuff or do mm. anything like that and that's completely fair. But mm. customers seem to think that we're taking all the things and then um, just keeping them for ourselves and that's not the case at all. It's just been really depressing seeing yeah. Even like the really happy, friendly people that I work with, just completely broken. I've seen people coming into the break room and just putting their head in their hands and crying. And, uh, you know, I've I've seen people just going from these really cheerful, happy people who like being at work to just being shells of themselves. And that includes me. Like my anxiety has been through the roof. Through the roof, yeah. And and that's even before all of the panic buying started. Just with coronavirus in general, my anxiety has been high. And yeah. now it's just skyrocketed. Yeah. Well, no toilet paper talk. Especially if you're at the supermarket. You're like seven hours a day. Yeah, no, we're done what? with toilet. And, and when you say be kind, I mean, hopefully... People know what that means. Yeah. But let's say I rock into mm. the supermarket and you're there at the bakery. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Honestly, I'd want you to, to leave me personally alone, but right. um, that's Done. not what you're really asking. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, if you can't see something that's out and you ask me for it and I say, I'm sorry, it's still in the oven, don't go like that because yeah. mm. I can only work so fast. Yeah. yeah, and I've had a lot of that lately. And 
we're not Maccas. We can't just whip <laughs> things up in five minutes. Even Maccas is not Maccas at the moment. Yeah. No, you know, it's like no. So no sarcastic sighing. Yeah. I think we can all sign at the, uh, what else? No, obviously no abuse. Yeah. Um, just yeah. Just thank the staff. Yeah. Appreciate them. Just, just say thank you so much for doing this for us. Well, that's, that's why I feel really bad for all of the checkout staff that have to enforce buying limits because they, yeah. there are a lot of customers that could get violent and I feel really bad for them. A lot of them are people in their 20s or even like late teens and they're in their first job and they didn't sign up for this. Yeah. God, no. Are you working this afternoon? I'm working tonight, one in the morning. Oh, okay. How are you feeling about going back? <sighs> well, see, I took Valium earlier, so right now I'm kind of just like nicely numbed up, but I am anxious about it again. So, yeah, you know. I'm just jealous of Valium. So, it is what it is. you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're all mad. You what? I'm jealous you've got Valium. Mm. So, yeah. And I think you're going to mm. make an impact to supermarket workers around the country. I really do. Thank you. I hope so. I think so. You Thanks let us for know. interviewing me. No, you, thank you. And you let us know how it goes, all right? Okay. Bye. How much toilet paper have you got? I think I've got about four rolls. Yeah. But I did also manage to stock up on tissues. Right. Yeah, I have a backstop of about five boxes of tissues. Yeah. 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 And um, have you got biscuits? What kind? I'm just going to the essentials. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Did you know you got any Tim Tams? I've got Ritz crackers. Yeah. And I don't think I've got any sweet biscuits. What about you? Are you doing any takeaway? No. 
I'm not letting anybody prepare food for my family. Did we? Because the kids, they love dominoes. Yeah, cute. Friday night is dominoes and, you know, movie night. And I'm like, should we really be getting dominoes? But what about when they're cooking it? And then he's like, yeah, but they cook it and then they all wear gloves. I've seen them and then they put it in the big furnace thing and then they use that tray thing and put, like, no one touches it. We're literally trying to work through I know. the cooking process. I want to ask you, did everyone in your world just completely lose their shit yesterday? No, look, I, I was lucky there weren't too many people in my world, so that helped because, you know, Dali was at her dad's. Uh, so it was just Louie and I. Mum was here. How was Nan? She confessed to me that, yes, she has been conspiring to sneak out. Uh, <laughs> How is she doing it? it? How is she yeah. doing it? Through the she, cat flap? No, well, I, back, her car is always in my driveway, right? That was just, I don't know, that's just one of those things, that my car is on the street and hers is in the driveway. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just the way it is. So, I, I, but because I'm thinking to myself, well, great, Nan's not going anywhere, so I've started parking my car behind her car. In your own driveway. In my own driveway, like an asshole. So <laughs> she, <laughs> she you got it into a selfish mole. I know. She got it into her head that I was doing it to trap her, to prevent her from leaving. <laughs> I was like, Mum, I did it so it was easier to carry the groceries in. Like yeah. so I didn't have a car to go. I just reversed my car in. So I said, I, I'm not trying to trap you, Mum. But I'm glad you brought it up because you aren't allowed to the shops. Well, and side note, Nan, if your first thought is now I can't reverse out of the driveway, then you should be trapped. Right. Because said, why are you even thinking about it? It's your emphysema that's had us in the house for a week and a half already. Like, what do you think? Why are we all here? So anyway, yeah. And anyway, I think today she's got it. Through her head, not got, you know, Coronavirus. Not got yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Anyway, what happened in your place yesterday? I just found like, I don't know, I think it's um, I really noticed that I can't make decisions about what to do, you know, when I'm kind of going, oh, so I'll, I don't know, I'll bake some cupcakes or I'll mow the lawn or we'll do homeschool. I mean, we've got our schedule and all the rest of it, but when there's free time, this is when I know my anxiety is peaking, I can't focus. I don't know what to do. It's like there's so many things I could do that I can't do anything. Yeah. And yes, it just feels yes. like in the ether, I don't know if it's just in my world yesterday, but it just felt like, you know, if you're one of those people who soaks up other people's emotions, even just from tone in text messages or, you know, talking to people or what, it, like it just felt like there was, it, that felt like the worst day to me so far. Oh, wow, did it? Uh, well, I say that, but now I'm like, as I say that out loud, I go, well, of course, because we are in the process of trying to sell our house and then yes. yesterday that we probably can't now or maybe we can't for much longer, which has a whole heap of financial ramifications. And so I ended up um, on hold to the Commonwealth Bank for I think it was an hour and 20 minutes before I gave up. Ah. Uh. But I did think the whole time I was on hold, I was sitting there thinking to myself, when you eventually get the person, don't be shitty. Much like talking to Sophie, like this person at the bank, it's not their fault. You know, like they can't. 
can I ask this question? Yes. Immediately prior to the coronavirus turning the world upside down, yes, you were obsessed with the Barefoot Investor. <laughs> I still am, babe. I bet you no. are, babe. On it. Like you can't die overnight. <laughs> now, <laughs> and I'm assuming that the selling of the house yes. was because that popped up quite suddenly, you know, during the love affair with the Barefoot Investor, <laughs> that about two weeks into the daily Facebook posts about the Barefoot Investor. So what I'm asking is, yes. have you become very attached to your Barefoot Investor plan <laughs> which involves the selling? And is it the loss of that meticulous plan? Yeah. Very, very, very upsetting to you. Well, <laughs> that is possible. But I think first things first, my my new husband, aka Scott Pate, Barefoot Investor. That is, um, he does have a name, does he? He's got he an does. actual. If we had all been myself included, following the Barefoot Investor plan, we'd be fine. Because no virus. No, no virus. <laughs> Shit. I did not know that. In fairness, I haven't read the book, but I did not know that. You know when I said people being arseholes at Woolworths like I could take them? I reckon yeah. I'd have a good chance with you too, Laurie. So just you fucking sit down before you before you go my second husband. All so right. you- Plan in all seriousness, he's plan well, not that serious. And I have not done this, so don't let me, you know, pretend that I've followed the plan. Okay. His whole thing is basically he he lost his house in a bushfire, like I think in the '09 bushfires. But he basically says prepare for a financial bushfire, mm. and this would be an example of that. And part of the preparation for that is he basically says you've got to reduce your debt, you've got to save you know, various kinds of strategies, but one of them is you have three months income in the bank. Well, yep. Which I do not have. I assume you do not have. Nobody does. No. He's basically going, do not assume that this will never happen to you. And, of course, hello, coronavirus, he's right. And quite frankly, if I had that, I wouldn't need to be selling my house. Don't we all just have to, this is what I keep telling myself and everyone else I talk to, everyone's fucked, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fucked. Yeah. So comparatively speaking, like this is the, the great leveller, okay? Yeah. So we're actually all in the same boat. I mean, all of our super's probably gone, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, you know, it is the great leveller. We're all fucked, whether we've I, had our buckets in order or not. Like, or not. Oh, and she you know, wants to know. You posted a diagram of the buckets. That's a barefoot investor thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Now, what has, we talked before, I told you we've got a strategy in my house now, which I stole off Facebook. I don't know who to credit it with. But of yeah. having a co-worker who's, like, fucking everything up. Kev. Um, an imaginary friend, Kev. Yeah. So what's Kevin been doing at your place in the last couple of days? Oh, he pissed on the bath mat. Oh, Jesus. Not happy. <laughs> Two-minute noodles in your bed was bad enough. Heaven's above. He's on your bath mat. Did he yeah. miss? Is it close to the toilet? Um, no, look, he might be a cat. I don't know. Right. <laughs> oh, God. That means he stinks as well. You know Jeez. what it is? Um, I think another, uh, Kevin may also miss 
Kev may also miss the toilet quite a bit when Kev is playing Roblox and then just runs in there and then wants to run back. And then Kev might get confused later on about the smells in the bathroom and think, oh, all right, this is a public toilet now. And so, oh, my Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon, like, no, Kev was busy on a spreadsheet trying to work out. He was doing payroll. Mm. And he really just wanted to knock it off and went, no, nah, but I've got to go and hang a piss. And he just got a bit confused. Oh, my God. He's really putting a spanner in the homeschooling works. Oh, right. I've been doing this for a while. So I've set up the systems. Like if I'm going to give anyone a, a tip who's listening, who, you know, we know now that you are going to be doing some homeschooling. We've got an area set up and I learned that the hard way where you've got your textures and you've got your stapler and you've got your charging station and so you don't spend all day going, Kevin, where's the fucking staples? Like actually have your stationary kind of area set up. Kevin moved the laptop charger. Fucking chargers. The laptop charger, which is where the older child, the high school child, arguably in the more important stage of education child, Mm. does all her work Mm. on the laptop. No juice in the laptop, Michelle. Mm. Kevin's fucked off with the charger. (laughs) Then I call, and this is an example I think of when I recognise, I step outside of myself and recognise how on the edge (laughs) we all are. I almost burst into tears just because the bloody laptop's not charged. I mean, who cares? But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're trying to control things in your own environment. So I ring Lachlan, um, who is at work, and I'm like, can you go and get a laptop charger? He goes, the office works. They go, we don't have that sort of laptop charger. But then, of course, he finds it on the shelf. Oh, you know, like this <laughs> just like one thing after another thing after another thing you feel like going I give up Kevin win yeah Kevin just shoot me and who cares it does not matter but when I can't find the stapler it's like someone's asking me to pass a kidney stone oh yeah (laughs) and I reckon lots of people are going like we experience this because when we feel out of control we want to control our environment that's yeah. why I'm getting like hyped up because I'm like, okay, I've got, I haven't swept the floor as if I sweep the floor every day. <laughs> I know, I'm doing the dishes and all that stuff so much more frequently than I've ever done in my life. I create order. It's such a strange time, isn't it? And yet I still oh. keep thinking, this is not happening. What? This is not happening. This is a dream. Yeah. I know, it's happening. It's <laughs> Can we, should we do some good news? Please. All right. So I've got two bits of good news I wrote down in my notes. One is, and I find this real, I bless you people on Facebook who are asking us questions. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't think anyone would actually ask us a question. Asking us like scientific questions. I'm like, Jesus. We're two stupid comedians. Like, <laughs> do not show. This is the wrong show. The okay. one thing I did get from a reputable source. ABC News, mm. in the last two days there's been no new diagnoses in Wuhan. Oh, so wow. Wuhan the epicentre, obviously, where we first all started hearing about coronavirus. Now, I don't know. I'm no epidemiologist, but uh-huh. surely that's good news. Does that mean we can start eating bats again? 
Jesus Christ. I hope so because I've got four in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wings are tough. You yeah. want to put those little things. Oh, you just got to baste them. Are you such a good vegetarian? Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm taking that as a good sign and I'm running with it. I'm going because I'm veering, like most people I'm assuming, going, what if this just never ends? What if, <laughs> like, I'm Sandra Bullock, you know, and I'm like, I need to suit up. But then I go, no, it's got a curve and yeah. surely, you know, it's a long one mm. and you don't want to make light of it. But I'm like, it seems to be on the turn there. We just haven't been through the worst of it yet, but at least it's going to end. So yesterday, I mean, I won't stick to this, but I made myself a rule of like I'll watch the 7 o'clock news on the ABC at night and I'll check the news in the morning on, on my phone and that's it. Yeah. Because otherwise I just, like I'm just constantly triggered. Yep, and we know broadly which way it's going, so... <laughs> Like, no great shocks. If you're the kind of person who's going to go to Bondi, that's the kind of person you are. The worry is not going to make any difference to it. No. What I'm trying to say to myself. But what I find really hard, though, is then focusing, like even sitting down, Locke and I decided we would do the uh, crossword today, which, Mm. you know, we normally never do. Like just to sit there and do the crossword, let alone, sit quietly and do nothing, it's like I've got a long way. I've got a lot to learn in this process. I am very lucky because I... Because you're on drugs. Oh, if only. (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss that, though, because there is actually a drug dealer across the street who's been over there for probably 12 months, and we've been aware of it, all of us neighbours, because of the fits that started appearing in our gutter. And... um, and the other, but I mean, mostly there was that was kind of one bad patch, but mostly they're pretty good. And um, the other day, I came home from the shops and I opened up the back of my car and I heard a voice go, "Any toilet paper?" And I turned around. There's this <laughs> and he had this beautiful big smile, and he goes, "Any toilet paper?" And I said, "No, I missed it." He goes, "Oh no!" And we had a and I was like, "See, it's the great leveler. I love it." What I was getting at was that I I've been in here in my house working on my own creative projects for probably I don't know you know eight months or something now, and so I've developed this like discipline, you know. And it took me a while to develop it, and so I'm lucky because I can just immerse myself now in writing and editing podcasts and things. But, I mean, of all the and I say this with love because I do the same thing. <laughs> Of all the avoidance techniques, yeah. overworking's the best option. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Your other options aren't very good. At least you're going to get some um, some positive out of that. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing I've noticed, like a couple of um, friends who have just started having to work from home or they're having to homeschool and, you know, within a day like they're pulling their hair out and going it won't work and I'm there trying to go, can you just give yourself a minute? It takes no. a while, yeah. It, it takes, takes a while, while to create a space that works for yourself, yes. that feels comfortable and all of that. It took me months. You don't suddenly suddenly start jogging and you can jog for five k's. Yes. It's, it's going to be hard until you kind of get a routine and you get a, you get a way of working that suits you. No, and give yourself a break. It is really hard. What, what we're all yeah. going through is really hard and weird. 
Yeah, it's really, it is so weird when you're seeing people behave so differently to how you're used to. Yeah. And when yourself are reacting differently to how you would expect to in good and bad ways. But, yeah, we've just got to kind of cut ourselves and, and others a bit of slack, I suppose. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back soon, no doubt. Until then, though, hang in there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.